Welcome to season one of the Beacon of Hope podcast with Jesse Kretzer, your host, bringing hope and encouragement to nine to five rebels. Having raised two career musicians, building her own business, and teaching others to do the same, Jesse is intimately familiar with the behind the scenes grit needed to go after your passion. And life experience has taught her this. There are a lot of things you can live without, and hope is not one of them. And now, here's your host, 9 to 5 Rebel herself, Jessie Kretzer. My guest today is Nikivia LeBron, and better known as Cinemami. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll tell them a little bit about how I met you, and then you can kind of fill in your version of that. Because okay. I think it's it's kind of interesting to me and everyone else um, how I met the different people that I've interviewed, um, you nine to five rebels, you. Um, it takes one to know one. And I don't know, I th- almost think we attract each other or we just kind of find each other, right? Um, but I was at the Hagerstown Farmer's Market about a year ago, and my table got set up for my book, Meditations by the Sea, and I was planted right beside of you. (laughs) And so we got a chance to chit chat a little bit about your amazing cinnamon rolls, which I don't normally eat, but I couldn't resist. And I am telling you, they are amazing. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that you just, it's worth, it's worth the treat. It really is. Um, And as I got an opportunity to just get to know you that day, I could see that you were not just, you were not just a young lady that this was a little hobby and you were kind of like at your little table having a bake sale. (laughs) It was way more than that. You, as young as you are, you presented yourself in a very serious and professional way. And it was clear that you had a plan and a passion. Absolutely. So why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about that day as you remember it at the farmer's market? Yeah. So um, it was an exciting day. I think it was like a kickoff to the holiday season or something. So we had a lot of visiting vendors. So for us normal vendors, it's always excited when there's more people and a bigger crowd. Um, so as Jesse said, I got to sit next to her. And um, the thing that really attracted me to you was I uh, have a desire to write a book one day. So um, more so a devotional for moms or or women. That's something that is a a goal or a dream of mine. So to sit next to someone who has already fulfilled that, (laughs) you know, was really awesome for me. So that was really like the drawing point for me um, was just to be able to sit next to and and talk to someone who has accomplished something that I still aspire to do. Um, And then, like you said, entrepreneurs attract other entrepreneurs. So there's just a lot of great conversation that just came super easy because we both have a passion for entrepreneurship, but also have a passion for helping other people and inspiring others. So it was just a really easy conversation, such a natural connection. So definitely was appreciative of that day. Yes. And I remember asking you that day, what inspired you to want to 
make these amazing cinnamon rolls. And of course, you have to tell them why the name of your business is Cinnamommy. <laughs> because I remember, I'm going to let you share, but I remember why you told me you were there and why you do this. And so yeah. why, don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so my, uh, I actually worked in higher education for 10 years in college admissions. And I had my first child. And then when he was about 15, no, he must have been about 15 months, I found out that I was pregnant with twins. Um, so I went from a mom of one to a mom of three in such a short amount of time. And um, through much prayer, my husband and I decided that I would transition to being a stay-at-home mom. Um, and I felt like, you know, just in that transition, I still knew that I wanted to utilize my education. So I have a, a background in business and as well as management and organizational leadership. And so I'm like, how can I still use the education that I, I've invested in um, as a stay-at-home mom? So that is how Cinemommy came to be. I'm like, I'm here with these three precious babies, um, but when they're napping and when they're sleeping, what can I do to still, you know, keep my skills sharpened and keep, you know, the passion that I have for business alive? And so... I really like to cook and bake and I, I like to make cinnamon rolls and my family's always said like, no, they're not just your regular cinnamon roll. You need to do something with that. So I thought, okay, well maybe this can become some type of business venture. Didn't think it would become anything big. I just thought maybe my family and friends would <laughs> support my little dream. Um, but yeah, it has really, I'm actually going, this is my third year. Um, of business. My twins just turned three on Monday. So this is my third year of, of business. I started right after I had my twins and they're going strong. And so am I with Cinemommy, but that is how this all kind of came to, came to be. I became a stay at home mom and just wanted to still work and contribute to my family. And so that, that's how Cinemommy became well, I love how you said, I wanted to do something while they're napping. Uh, you know, isn't it interesting that um, young moms and especially those that have an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit like you, the last thing we think of doing is that we might rest, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Or that we might do a little self-care. Oh, no, right. we're going to build a business, right? Exactly. Um, no question, you're using your business management, um, organizational skills, your leadership without a business, just in your house, running a home, being oh, yeah. the mom of three precious little ones. Well, you four absolute now. <laughs> four now. Oh, that's right. You forgot yes. to tell us about the four. <laughs> yeah. Now we have. So how, <laughs> so how old are the four little ones in your house while you're building this business? So my oldest is four. He'll be five in March. Um, as I mentioned, my twins just turned three and those are all boys. So a four-year-old boy, uh, identical twin boys that are three. And now we have a, a one-year-old daughter. So I have three boys and a girl, all ages four and under. Four under four. <laughs> so sleep is not exactly something that you um, have a a lot of or make much no. of a priority I'm bet I'm betting on that no not at all 
people think so, that I'm crazy and people ask me all the time, how in the world do you manage, you know, a business? How do you, how do you do that? They just don't understand. And for me, um, I mean, absolutely sleep is important. We, you know, that's hands down, that's science, you know, but for me, staying up at night and baking is kind of, I have, I feel like I have the same effect sleep would have on me. You know, when you sleep, you're resting. It's kind of restful for me to, to bake because it's relaxing for me. It's rejuvenating. And like you said, self-care, I guess I could look at baking as a, ma a manner of self-care for me because it's something that pours back into me because it fuels my passion. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I'm up till two, three o'clock in the morning baking, but I'll pop right back up at, you know, 730 when the kids get up and, and I feel okay because that time was time that it was me time. Nobody was up bothering me. I was just up baking by myself. And a lot of times while I'm baking, I listen to podcasts or sometimes I listen to prayer and meditation music, or sometimes I listen to the Bible. I mean, there's all kinds of things that I listen to while I'm baking. So I'm getting a lot of self-care, you know, during that alone time while everybody in my house is sleeping. Yes. And that is absolutely true. When you're doing something you love and it's a passion, you have this extra energy to pour into it. And baking yeah. and baking and cooking is absolutely self-care. Just the aromas and the the warmth that you bring in the home and and all that whole atmosphere, it truly is a self-care, but mm -hmm. it has to be a passion for, for us to make a business out of it and do what it takes, even when we don't feel like doing it. Absolutely. I always say that it requires a fire in your belly to birth this business and to keep it going. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about that fire in your belly that made it crystal clear to you that you were to do this. And I know there was someone very special in your life that you would bake with as a little girl. So yeah, be sure to share so, that piece of it. Yeah. So I, um, it's actually really cool. She's ref you're referring to my grandmother, um, who is in heaven now. I was blessed to have 13 years with her. But my grandma used to be a restaurant owner, and um, I just always enjoyed as a little girl being in the kitchen with her. By the time I was born, the restaurant was gone, but my grandmother headed most of the uh, hospitality or culinary events at our local church. And so my mom and my aunts and me and my cousins, we, we kind of got recruited to be a part of her team. So we just, it was just something that I grew up doing, just cooking, baking. Um, we were kind of like an open door family, you know, in our community, people always stopped by our house for food or baked goods. You know, my grandma was just always cooking and always feeding our neighborhood. So I grew up in that type of environment. So for me, um, the business is all about sharing love. And that's the tagline of my business hand rolled with a mother's love. And so for me, cinnamon rolls, sure it's a great treat you know for someone to have but for me i feel like it's a way for me to express love to other people and a lot of people do feel love when they get a homemade you know baked good from somebody they know that someone really took time to invest in that and so um for me it's an opportunity to just share love and i'm a people person and so i love 
the, I don't want to say marketing because it's not marketing, but I just love the customer service experience that I get with being at farmers markets or any type of pop-up events that I do. I love just talking to people. And of course, you know, I have a lot to share. I'm a mom. I have a lot of kids. You know, we do ministry. There's just so many things that can just come up in conversation over a cinnamon roll. I mean, it really is amazing. <laughs> and yes. I guess, you know, conversations that you may not get to have with other people. People have their their guards down when they're buying a sweet treat. So, you know, I <laughs> That's get to true. have a lot of fun conversations with people. And so I really, you know, I think that is really that fire that in my belly that keeps me going even through hard times that I've had with Cinemami or maybe things just didn't go as expected. I love just getting to meet new people and I love just making people smile with something simple as a baked good. So well and you're offering you're offering you're offering an experience and an extension of your personality and your heart. Yeah, for sure. And I, I experienced that the first yeah. day I had my Cinemami role. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely experienced that. And I know that that is what has contributed to your growth. Yes. So I always ask the question if to each one of my nine to five rebels, did you have naysayers? Did you have people as you were considering taking this jump, people that didn't understand you, people that didn't believe in you, people that were afraid for you? Did you have any of that kind of, um, kind of a dynamic going on as you were making these decisions to do this? Yeah, I would definitely say my, my family, I think once, I think they thought it would be like I thought it would be just something small. Maybe I'll get one order a month, <laughs> you know, but just to give our listeners an idea of how quickly this thing grew, I launched my business October of 2017. And for Thanksgiving, I had 17 dozen cinnamon rolls to make. And Christmas, I had 22 dozen cinnamon rolls to make. So in the course of two, three months, this thing went from us thinking that we would get one order a month to 22 dozen, you know, and mind you, we had just relocated to Maryland. So we were, had three small children in a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are awesome stories that, you know, I'll be able to tell, you know, my kids or grandkids, you know, Cinemami started in a little apartment, you know, with flour all over the kitchen kind of thing. Um, but humble beginnings, right? We all have to start somewhere, but definitely my family was concerned that I was just overdoing it. You know, they're like, you just had twins. You have three, at this point, I only had three kids, but you have three kids, two and under, um, you need to sleep, you need to rest, you know, and sometimes those things did kind of challenge me and my role as a mother, because then it made me think like, oh no, like, what if I'm, prioritizing Cinemami over my children. And I never, as a stay-at-home mom, I made the choice to stay at home, you know, to take care of my family. So then it's like, oh, am I losing my focus? Is this taking me away from why I became a stay-at-home mom? So I def it definitely caused me to have some like internal struggle um, because I just wanted to figure out how do I continue to build this business and continue to you know, stir this passion inside of me, but also keep balance in my home because my children are small. 
they do need me. I also have a husband, you know, so I, how do I keep balance with all of that? Um, so the, I, I don't, I guess you could say not necessarily naysayers, like don't do it, but definitely concern of just maintaining balance and making sure that I didn't burn out. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. And, and keeping your family as a priority, of course. Right. So tell us a little bit about how this growth has taken on the last two years from the 22 dozen in uh, Christmas of October this 2017. Here we are now. We are in, we are approaching Thanksgiving 2019. Yes. So my first year of business, I was just in my home. So I just did orders. Uh, online and people would come on Friday and Saturday to pick up their orders from my home. As I went into the second year of business, I I don't remember. Oh, I know how. Sorry. Okay, we moved to Hagerstown from Frederick, and I was like devastated because I said, "Oh my gosh! Like no one's driving to Hagerstown to pick <laughs> to pick up cinnamon rolls." So I felt like my whole business had collapsed, you know, like overnight, like, what do I do with that whole following that I built a whole year? And now I, I felt, I felt like I had to start over, start from scratch. Um, so I thought, well, maybe I can try a farmer's market. And so then I found out about the city farmer's market here in Hagerstown and that it was indoor and open year round. So I just, you know, it was my only hope. I'll put myself out there and give it a shot. And so that really opened another door for me. Um, but then my Frederick people were still like, oh, no, we need you to still provide cinnamon rolls for us. So even though I thought I was going to lose my customers, I didn't. Um, and so I still was able to, to maintain a lot of people from Frederick and expand my business from just Frederick County to Frederick County and Washington County. Um, I had an amazing opportunity to have a three page spread in the Herald Mail. Um, and that was a huge, you know, marketing and promotion for Cinemami. And so that was a blessing to me, but also to the farmer's market when people read that article a lot of people didn't know that Hagerstown had an indoor farmers market so it drew a lot more traffic there um and so it's kind of funny I feel like every year it's like something different like the first year is just in home now the second year was like farmers market year you know um so now that I'm in officially in year three I'm like okay what's year three gonna be like and for me this is fun it's just a fun journey of just like how how is this thing going to evolve? I know what my overall vision is, but how am I going to get there? You know, and so I'm just trying to be humble and just enjoy the ride, you know, whatever, whatever it looks like. So the city market, the farmer's market in Hagerstown ended up being a blessing. It led to the Herald Mail mm -hmm. um, article. And I will uh, kind of clue our view, our listeners into the fact that um, the farmer's market was not booming. It right. has not been booming. It has been um, just struggling along trying to maintain the doors open. So right. you were blessed by being there, but then as the article took place, it drove traffic to the farmer's market and it brought awareness to our indoor farmer's market here in this little town of Hagerstown. So yeah. 
it was a win-win for everyone. Yes, absolutely. And you know, and I was going to say, and it also, um, also inspired other people who were at home with business ideas to come out and to become a part of the farmer's market. So we even had, you know, an influx of, of new vendors come out because they were like, oh, there's an opportunity for me too. So that was another win. Right. But you know what? Someone has to be on the cutting edge mm-hmm. and you're on the cutting edge and you're, um, you're, I don't know if we want to call it reckless abandonment <laughs> or ignorance on fire or just, um, passion that you, you can't explain. And I say, when you're a nine to five rebel, you know it, and you can't explain it, but you can't deny it. And you have to do it regardless of what is, what you're hearing, regardless of what seems logical, you just, there's something, this fire in your belly and you just gotta do it. And then you just continue putting one foot in front of the other. And that's the whole reason why I wanted you to, to talk and share your story, because that will encourage those that are trying to just make the jump or mm-hmm. those that are trying to stay the course. And yes. I know you have a vision. I remember you telling me that last year that, I mean, you told me that your goal that day was to sell every Cinnabon that you brought that day. And as I recall, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, and I even thought, Oh, okay, that's interesting. We'll see. You know, I yeah. just, I didn't really know a lot about you at the time, but I love that you were very crystal clear on what your goal was that day. Yes. And so how many dozen are you making now on the weekends or, or the, for the week for two so, different locations. So I didn't uh, mention, but I, I know that you've had a opportunity to bring Canon coffee onto your um, podcast. And so I actually provide roles to them too. So that's another opportunity that has opened up for me. Um, but between like, I still get online orders and I supply roles to a coffee shop and I still do farmer's market. So there's a lot that goes on through the week. It's not just farmer's market. So I just finished, uh, Frederick had a food truck farmer's market on Fridays and they're just shut down for the season. So I'm kind of grateful to have a little break (laughs) um, because that was a lot. I did the market on Friday, a market on Saturday, the coffee shop on Monday, and then whatever orders came in. Um, I guess so on average, you could say, I don't know, anywhere from seven to 10. I mean, that's a range, but you just never know like seven to 10 dozen a week. And so that's a lot for a mama to do with, with four kids. <laughs> Absolutely. And you are still operating as a one woman show, no helpers yet on board. So I do have one helper, not on the baking side, but on the sales side, I do have an aunt who will go and do the farmer's market for me um, quite often um, just to help me out. Because I think I had met, maybe mentioned to you before, but during the summertime, I was doing two markets on Saturday, Waynesboro and Hagerstown. So I would go to Hagerstown, I mean, go to Waynesboro and my aunt would run uh, the Hagerstown stand for me. And then I still did Friday. So I had a Friday market, two Saturday markets. 
coffee shop and online order. So it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. So tell us what your big vision is for Cinemami. Yeah. So sky's the limit. Let's hear what the, the big the dream limit. is. Let's go for it. So the big vision of Cinemami is obviously to have a storefront, but I don't want my storefront to just be a bakery um, where you come and go. I have a heart for community. Um, as you probably can pick up from the, you know, just my story. I'm all about community. I'm all about an open door, people coming in, being relaxed, feel at home. So um, I would love for Cinemami to have a couple of different uh, avenues of business. I want there to be a space for birthday parties. Um, in Hagerstown, there's not many party options for young kids. And as a mom, I'm like, can key into that need. It's like, okay, we got like four spots where people can have birthday parties here. So I think that kids would love to have an opportunity to come for a birthday party and bake and, you know, create their own little cinnamon roll. And actually a little tidbit here. I, um, on Tuesdays, we go to a, a homeschool co-op and I teach cooking around the world for six to eight year olds. And so uh, this year I did a, a cinnamon like lesson for them. And so I taught them all about uh, cinnamon rolls and then I created a topping bar. And so after they made, made their roll and frosted their roll, then they got to like, you know, top their own cinnamon roll with whatever toppings they want. And that really is the vision of the birthday party. Like teach kids how to bake, set up a cool, fun topping bar for them and let them create their own roll that they can take home to their family. Um, so I definitely want there to be a, a birthday aspect to it, but also just offer baking classes. Um, I think baking is kind of a lost art in my generation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm, in my young, I'm 32 and you just don't meet a lot of young people anymore that bake or, you know, cook from scratch. Everything is about fast and eating out and all of those things. And so it's really cool that there is this like cutting edge remnant of young people that are trying to bring back like farm to table and, you know, baking and those things that used to be, <laughs> you know, so I would yes. love for there to be birthday parties and baking classes. Um, I would like to offer delivery. I would love, you know, how pizza Hut brings you warm pizza. Well, why not deliver warm cinnamon rolls? You know, I would love for there to be a delivery option. And then I get messages on Facebook all the time from people from different states that want to order. And because I'm a cottage food business right now, I can't ship uh, to other states. But, you know, I open Cinemami and I'm a commercial space, then I could ship rolls. So I have all these ideas of things that I would love to do uh, with Cinemami and also expand my menu. I can't right now, you know, doing all this at home, but I do have... Um, some ideas for savory options for cinnamon Ooh. rolls. So I would love, I want there to be a sweet and a savory option on our menu when we have a storefront. So, yeah. Wow. You have not <laughs> just the entrepreneurial spirit, but you have the creativity of an artist, you know, you really do. And I love your vision. It, it, sounds very doable and it yeah. sounds it's filled with purpose mm -hmm. and I totally see it working and we're gonna we're gonna uh 
send people back to this podcast in the right. future and say, <laughs> if you want to hear when I talked about my vision before, way before it was at this extreme, this volume, this, you know, how expansive it's become. Back from my iPhone, I did a podcast (laughs) (laughs) all about the nine to five rebel. And, you know, you do have to have a vision. Yes. Like you just paint it Mm -hmm. because you run into hard days, you run into obstacles. And if you don't have that vision, paint it clearly, that fuels your passion, then it falls apart when you hit the bumps in the road. Yes. Absolutely. So I'm glad to hear that you have that vision. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to ask you a couple of very businessy questions. Sure. Because this is um this is obviously not a bake sale. Right. Uh, I think our listeners get it that you're serious about this. And mm-hmm. so I want to ask you how much has social media contributed to your growth, to your initial um, launch and that type of thing? Yeah, so I actually had a really cool experience um, after, I don't remember where on the timeline, but Facebook actually contacted me. So I got a phone call from Facebook and I was like, I thought it was maybe like a prank call or something. And they said that like, you know, every once in a while they I don't know how he explained it, but they select different demographic areas and see like businesses that have had a spike, I guess, in their social media filing or traffic on their social media. And so they wanted to know how was I using Facebook to increase this? And so I didn't, I guess they figured that I was like paying for ads or paying for boost. And I just explained to them that it was literally all just organic. You know, I said, well, people just buy my product and then they share it or they leave reviews. And then I just get more people to follow me. And they're like, oh, you're not paying for ads. And I was like, no, I, you know, I do my posts and my marketing on my own, but I'm not paying, you know, I think they felt like, man, we're not winning on this girl, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, but it was like, yay for you. Yeah, that Facebook called me to be like, hey, what are you doing to get all this traffic? But for me, it was, you know, I, I do, I am really good at, you know, being consistent and po- making posts and advertising my business, advertising specials, keeping people updated on where I'm at, what markets I'll be at. So I am, do really well at being consistent with that. But a lot of my traffic is really just a word of mouth referral. People try the cinnamon roll, they love it, they post it, they share it, they leave reviews. Um, I think I have something crazy like 38 five-star reviews on my page. And, you know, the guy from Facebook was like, wow, how do you have that many five-star reviews? He was just like, this seems unreal over a cinnamon roll, (laughs) you know, but um, so yeah, I definitely use social media, Facebook and Instagram, and I just do my best to be consistent with it. I think that is, consistency is key, you know, the more you're mm-hmm. in the person's eye, then the more they're, you know, going to come out and, and support your business. Right. And are you um, on, are you using a public page and a business page separate, keeping your business and your personal life separate? Or are you just delivering the personality 
with the business because yeah, so you are Cinemommy. Yes. So when I first started, I did advertise Cinemommy a lot on my personal page. And then as the business got more out there and I began to have more of a following and get a lot of, you know, reviews, then I know, I don't think I did it intentionally. I think it just kind of happened that I kind of separated my personal page from my business page. But my personal life is still very much a part of Cinemami. And for me, Cinemami is all about, you know, family and love. So my personal life and my kids are still very much a part of what I share through, through Cinemami. So there mm -hmm. is still, it still is intertwined, but I do definitely have it more separate now than I did when I first started out. Okay. And you really didn't start with like a really big investor that was going to help you have paid advertising and just, you know, get you in big magazines and all that kind of stuff. This was very organic. And I love how you say, well, I didn't even plan it that way. It kind of happened accidentally. This is common. I hear this all the time mm -hmm. that, well, we, we knew we wanted to do this and we wanted it to look like that. And then we did this and this kind of started going in this direction. So we just kind of went with it. And, and that's what an entrepreneur does. You know, yeah. they adjust as needed. They watch where the demand is. They listen to their customers. They look at the reviews. And if you make a good product and you do the right thing as a business owner, and you're serving your customer, I think you can have great confidence in the fact that the growth will take place. Absolutely. If you just keep doing what you're doing and you do it right and you do it well, yes. which is what you just described that you're doing. So what would you say to someone who loves to bake or maybe they love to paint and decorate, whatever it is that they love to do, but you're really resonating with them. They're currently working a nine to five and they just feel trapped. They feel almost like the structure of the nine to five is just too much for them. And clearly just because you're um, a business owner and you're entrepreneurial doesn't mean that you never work 40 hours. Many times we work crazy hours, we work long hours, but it's around our desire and our passion. So it feels so different. And it does yeah. lead to some flexibility and freedom that the nine to five does not offer. But it's not all about flexibility and freedom and ease. There's a lot of sacrifice that comes yeah with truly making this work. So what advice would you give someone that's really on the verge of making this jump? So I would say, uh, I, I find a lot of people that have a entrepreneurial spirit, um, they feel stuck in their nine to five. And a lot of it, I think, you know, just naturally or realistically can be because of a financial situation. You, you know, everybody can't just quit their job and, and start an entrepreneurial journey. 
So when people are in that type of situation, I would say to them, what can you do while you still have your job so that you are, you know, feeling that passion? I think we, when people talk to people like you or I, who maybe are already on that path of being a sole, you know, a sole proprietor or being an entrepreneur, they look at us and they feel like they can't do anything to feel that fire because they can't make that full jump or that transition. But I think you are making the jump, even if you're working your nine to five, but you are doing, you know, what your passion is on the side or on a smaller scale, you've still made the jump. You've still started. And so I would say that take the jump, the jump mean like, like for me, the, I, a jump, if I would have said, I'm going to open a storefront, well, I still wouldn't have jumped. I would still be at the edge of the cliff, still standing there, but I did jump. I just started online orders and then I jumped again and I went to a farmer's market, you know, and then I jumped again and I asked a coffee shop for an opportunity. So a jump could be different. Some people can jump and that could be starting a coffee shop or a restaurant right away. But some of us, our jumps are doing something out of our house, you know? So I would say don't, don't despise small beginnings and don't compare what your start is to someone else's. Everybody's journey is different and, you know, just do what you can in the situation that, that you're in. Um, you know, if you're an artist, spend, commit to spending an hour every night, you know, creating art and then seeing what art shows you can put it in. If you're a baker like me, find a local farmer's market and get out there on the weekend. You know, if you're a musician, find an open mic night, you know, and commit to being consistent in that and getting, you know, have, start building a following. So there's so many things that you can do to jump and to start feeling that fire, building that passion. Um, without doing something large scale. So that, that would be the advice I would give a person. Well, I think that's excellent. And I know that um, I interviewed Erin Harrigan. With, she's with Hustle With Heart. And she was the nine to five. She was nine to fiver. And she was the breadwinner of her family. But she mm. was a nine to five rebel. And she talks about how she recommends that people prepare financially for the transition and just like what you were saying don't despise small beginnings because mm -hmm. that you have to be wise you it's okay to go forward with reckless abandonment and that will fuel your drive and your passion but you still need to have advisors in your corner and you need to have wisdom Right. and financial planning. And I don't know if you had any outside advisors. Did you have the Small Business Association or did you have SCORE or did you have um, any um, local um, entrepreneurial support resources? Um, so did you take advantage of any of that in the beginning or as you've now grown? So as I've grown, I have. So when I first started out, I, I think I looked into a, an organization um, that was in, in Frederick County, but it just didn't work out. I don't remember the logistics of it, but it didn't work out. But in transitioning to Hagerstown, I did look because I'm like, okay, my business is growing. You know, there's things that I want to do that I'm smart enough to say, 
I need help, you know, get the expert, you know, there are experts <laughs> for a reason. Um, so I did, you know, reach out and become a part of SCORE here in Washington County. Um, so yeah, definitely got mentorship as my business has grown. But in the beginning, um, I tried, it didn't work and that's fine. You know, I got mm -hmm. connected to who I needed to get connected to when I needed to get connected to them. Right. And that's what you do. You reach out and you, you go talk to other people in other towns that are doing something similar to you. I know, um, Chris from Canon coffee told me how he went to other coffee shops in other towns and, and it was interesting how so many other small business owners are so willing to talk with you when you present yourself as someone that is doing something similar or is thinking about doing it. Um, it's really kind of a nice community of yeah. really wanting to see everyone succeed. It's not so much the competition of not wanting to see your success or just be bigger than you before, you know, grow faster or anything like that. I think there is a lot of community within the entrepreneurial mindset. The, the nine to five rebels, right? I'm just, right. I'm going out there and I'm going to gather you all up and get help you know each other and create that community where we support each other. Yeah. And so you have been extremely helpful to so many people and we are really going to be watching your vision and your your journey so as we wrap up today what is what's the next thing that you're really looking forward to um we're we're about ready to wrap up 2019 so maybe you want to paint us a picture for cinemami in 2020. um so i actually I feel like right now I would really like to get into a commercial space. I am praying on wisdom of how to do that would still, you know, and still keep balance in my home. But I feel like the things that I want to do to expand right now, like perhaps just taking on shipping, maybe um, I feel like that's something that is doable for me. Um, it may require me to do something I've never done and have like a sitter for my kids once a week, you know? So, you know, those are type of things that I'm, you know, thinking about and, and entertaining, but that's really the next thing that's on my heart is to be able to offer, to offer shipping, get into a commercial kitchen and to be able to offer shipping because I feel so sad when I get all these messages on Facebook or people are like, do you ship to Texas? Do you ship to New York? You know? And I'm like, I don't even know how these people find me, you know? Cause all of my, like I said, I don't pay for ads or boosts on Facebook. So I don't know how these people see Cinemami, but they do. And I have to I love that out. testimony. I love that testimony. <laughs> so when they reach out to you, Nakivia, you just say, not yet. Yep, I do say right? that. I say I don't say no. I say it's coming. And when I am able oh, to watch that. that, you know, I will let you know. And we didn't mention it, but I tell them I don't have rolls that I can ship, but I do have my own specialty house blend coffee that I can ship, you know. So it's like I can't ship you rolls, but I can ship you coffee. So um yeah, so I that is something that I would like to do in the near future is to get into a commercial kitchen, 
um, be able to ship rolls, but also being in a commercial kitchen will save me time because then I can make more rolls at once than, you know, the time that it takes to do it at home is so much slower. Um, so yeah, that's something that I would like to be able to branch into in the near future. Well, that's exciting. And I know that when you say that's what your hope and your dream is for 2020 and you want to make sure that you can do it and maintain balance in your family. Yes. I feel sure that you'll accomplish that because it is your intention. It's at the right. forefront of your mind. You've mentioned it several times here and mm -hmm. I commend you for that. And I know, I know you'll accomplish it. So just Thank know you. that you, you have a whole lot of people cheering you on. Thank you. That means so much. You really do. So thank you very much for joining us and sharing your dreams and your visions and your experiences for all the other nine to five rebels out there. Yes, thank you for this opportunity. I'm so grateful. Hey there, nine to five rebel. We are so grateful you chose to make time for yourself by listening in today. Be sure to tune in next week as Jesse delivers yet another dose of hope for your entrepreneurial spirit. If the rebel in you has been inspired today, will you please subscribe or leave us a five-star review? Help us reach other nine to five rebels like yourself because the world definitely needs more people doing what they love for a living. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To learn more about your Beacon of Hope podcast host, Jesse Kretzer, just visit her website at jessiekretzer.com to subscribe to her blog, or you can connect with her directly on Facebook at Jesse Robison Kretzer or Instagram at Beacon of Hope underscore JK.